I'm happy for you, Jonathan. Just for me? Like, on my behalf? Or be, uh, because I am also happy? I'm just happy that you're here. Oh. I'm, I'm happy that you're a part of us. Among us. <laughs> I feel like this is going to turn into a sequel to the film Society, where I'm just going to meld my flesh into you. I'm a part of you. <laughs> Wait, I didn't mean that sexy. <laughs> I didn't mean that sexy, sexy society. You don't want to have a flesh orgy with me. I'm a little offended, Jonathan. <clears throat> is that a flesh orgy? Is a orgy? Is that when you're you're really melding the melty flesh into more like just everyone becomes cheese, basically? If you're doing it right, yeah. <laughs> if you know what you're doing, yes. I don't know what I'm doing. That's a fact. Tell me what the matter is. Tell me what the matter is. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. I fucked a clown and got it up again, and then I fucked another clown. I fucked a clown. I got it up again. Jonathan Holmes was one of the clowns. Is the clown was all of the clowns. (laughs) I embodied those clowns like emotionally spiritually or physically i was those multi-clowns you physically were the clowns you you didn't embody the clowns so much as i bodied you while you portrayed a litany of clowns i have i have all of a sudden now in my brain Mm. this bizarre combination of the classic clown circus act with the car and the limitless number of clowns that come out of it and the michael keaton film multiplicity Uh uh-huh and so all of these clowns coming out of the car are all jonathan oh yes oh yes. and progressively more eager to fuck steph Sexual clown car Jonathan is what you're saying? Why did yeah. I... Sexual I clown just left... car Jonathan, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to say Jonathan. I didn't need to own it again. What it, what it, what it is, I'm sorry, yes. is Continue. that you needed somebody else to, to satisfy Steph for a while. And so you thought, I know, I'll make a clone of myself. Sexual clone clown car Right, Jonathan. and then that clone, similarly, because Steph is indefatigable. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's just uh, there's not enough Jonathan to go round, as will be proven by the clown car of infinite fucks. Out comes Jonathan. You're dressed up as a different clown, and some sometimes they're like you know like various stock clowns. Like you'll have your sort of very classic cartoon clown bozo. Yeah, that kind of bozo mold. Uh, Pennywise from it. Oh, we'll have you right. done up as him at one point. But the point <laughs> is, is you will be uh, constantly remade up and then thrown back at me. <laughs> Just thrown? <laughs> the, yeah. Do I pick me up? Do my clones hoist one of their own and well, actually physically? hurdle them at you well they're never going to keep you down so because that's the other thing is is like basically i don't know if you heard at the beginning but i i provided a bit of a clue as to something i thought might get your career off the ground jonathan really needs it (laughs) it's i mean it's in the dumps jonathan oh i know trust me don't worry like i'm right down there with you in the muck 
like we are roiling and rutting like hogs, Jonathan, in the dirt and the filth. In the trenches of nowhere, Jonathan. That's where you and I are dry humping. <laughs> in, the, in the metaphysical space taken up by has-beens and never worse? We're, we're trapped? Yeah. In a, in yeah, no, yeah. No career zone? Is that what it but is? But don't worry, Jonathan. It needn't be merely metaphysical. <laughs> we can be. get two shovels and meet you in your backyard and do it for real. Get down in the ground. Because that could really take ownership of it. Like you took on ownership of being a clown car sex boy. <laughs> by slapping clown. your name on it like, like a George Foreman grill. You're so <laughs> proud of it, Jonathan. You put your name on it. I should not have I shouldn't have done that. You I shouldn't have. And yet <laughs> Johnny Boy, you did. I did. And you were tub something is the, well, the, the, the song. Yeah, well I I was singing that song to myself the other night with my new lyrics about having sex with a clown, Jonathan. And then of course, you know, when I think of having sex with something, it will eventually turn to thoughts of you, Jonathan. The sex object is what. <laughs> Describing yourself as a sex object, Jonathan. Let's let's be fair. Those were your words, not mine, Jonathan. Oh, I, I it... Jonathan Holmes, sex object, the clown car sex boy. Like these are all the terms that you're owning for yourself, um, which I I admire. It's a puzzle. It's a decades over a decade long puzzle of why. Out of all the sex people out there, you picked for a long time. It's not, it wasn't like this will be good for a week joke, a week long joke, or even a month. It, it's, it's going into it's a probably new decade. How it started? Yeah, it did. You're like, oh, this this we haven't done this yet. I'll say that the bald, tired former reality show guy who was on the Destructoid show and then wasn't. Suddenly. <laughs> and is not even like our, our top guy. I'll just talk about cramming stuff in him for a bit. And here we are, 2024. And you, you didn't even you didn't even start with how you been. It was you're gonna fuck me as a clown. And there's more than one of you. Is what you said. That's how you started the hello today. That was that is that's how I greet you as my warmest companion. As my as my aide de camp, my my chum, my bosom pal, Jonathan, and my wards. Let's be honest, my young wards. (laughs) I'm like seven years older than you. I'm forty now. Yeah, I'm forty-seven. I I just turned forty. Congratulations! It's a weird feeling, but you're you're still young in my world. But it feels like you're not. I mean, I still look it, so that's all that really matters. Oh yeah, you look younger than ever. Fuck yeah, that's what I cling on to. Um, mm. What keeps you going, Jonathan? Oh, uh, responsibility, uh, crushing <laughs> need to somehow keep others afloat and help them. If it was just me out there, I would just eat ramen noodles and make uh, money off the street somehow. Not sexually, because I don't like sex, but I would sell, I would 
I don't know, do artwork or something or busk. I'd be a busker. But instead, I've got to maintain yeah. a mortgage and uh, health insurance for a family. And all. so it's it's just constant crushing responsibility. On but you don't you, – you could still busk <laughs> <laughs> like on the site. And you know, I tried that. I said to Twitter, I shouldn't do this, but it's the holidays. I have like a day off. Yeah. I'll take art commissions. And I thought two or three people would chime in. It was like 12 suddenly. And I sketched every one of them out, but it's so hard to draw something. I drew you, Conrad, and you too, Steph. I haven't seen this yet. I haven't finished it. But somebody immediately was like, draw the Boston's favorite son trio. And I was like, ah, how do I do that well enough? Uh, it's really hard to make artwork for people to their specifications. I'm so used to doing whatever I want. But when you're getting paid, you got to do it right for the people. And I'm scared. I'm going to fail them. Absolutely got to do it for the people. But disregarding everything you just said there, um, <laughs> where you opened up about yourself and sort of your, your worries and your anxieties. Oh, sure, sure. You really made yourself vulnerable for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did. You're absolutely right, Jonathan, in that we could be buskers and that could get you going. Because <laughs> um, basically what I was doing at the beginning of, of the show here in my little greeting was sort of auditioning. Because I think we could all make money if we formed a tribute band to Chumbawamba. <laughs> we could call ourselves Harriet Tub Thumpman. And we could do the song that I did at the beginning about having sex with a clown and it being you, Jonathan. It's so weird you would say that because I seriously considered starting a band like that, except for the Misfits, because there's... Several bands that just play another band's songs, but they attack capitalism or attack uh, uh, meat eaters. or They attack all sorts of folks. There's a band called Mac Sabbath, where they all dress Perfect. like uh, McDonald's mascots, but they talk about how disgusting it is to eat meat and how Love supporting the, the massive food corporations ends up destroying the environment. And it's it's working. They're, they they sang for Ozzy in an yeah. episode of the Osbournes, well, and he said they were great. I'm really glad you said that, actually. Because, first of all, not only does it sort of suggest that Harriet Tub Thumpman is going to fit right in with those other tribute acts, I only know that one Chumbawamba <laughs> song, as I'm sure most people oh, uh, sure. do. Um so I thought that we could actually just um, say that we're a, a, a Chumbawamba tribute act, but dress like the Beatles and sing like the Misfits. <laughs> I think That's that, a lot of, uh... that might sort of, of throw them off. I figure if we, rather than <laughs> that... like get it wrong, <laughs> if, if we got everything wrong. Danzig Misfits or post-Danzig Misfits? Oh, I don't know. I don't know anything about the Misfits. So while you are all doing misfit shit, I'll be doing No Doubt. Right. At the to same throw time. Them off? Did, yeah. Was I the only one that <laughs> heard you say that the plan to grow our brand and our audience is to throw them off? That, that's, the, well, it, yes. that's how you lose them. No, by, by definition. we throw them off of our own incompetence. <laughs> because oh. let's face it, we don't have many applicable skills yet, like left. We've peaked and we don't have anything to back ourselves up. So we have to rely on being very wrong now, Jonathan. <laughs> That's the only way I've, I've run the math. 
You crunch the numbers. Yeah. The crunch the, the numbers with the boys and the lab slash river. That little crook where the girl died. Where me and Lloyd and the other boys. Lloyd's involved, by the way. Because if we're going to uh, dress up for our band, we're going to need a Ringo. So that's going to be Lloyd. Oh, wow. Lloyd's yeah, I'll, I'll be dressed up as, as John Lennon. Mm. You'll be Paul McDonald. And Conrad will, of course, be uh, the demon Gene Simmons. Right. <laughs> so that's going to be our look while you two sing Misfits based on whichever one it was. I, I forget who it was. Um, Ian Holmes or, or <laughs> Sir Ian MacDonald, like whichever one it was. You do that. I'll do Don't Speak, just in tune with whatever songs you do, because I don't know the Misfits. And I think that's an act... Because if we do everything wrong, it'll diffuse how wrong each individual bit is, and people will think it's good. Five wrongs will make a right. Exactly. It's all just, it's all about being perfectly balanced. Perfectly. (laughs) In the fine art world, (laughs) I've... Just that water everywhere. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. It was uh, just the, the flat delivery of that. Oh my god! It went out my nose. Ow. Oh no! Wow! Ooh, oh god! Wasn't fizzy water, was it? No, no, it was regular type. But oh my oh, god! Little, little more cleansing, oh. a little less irritating that way. But in the oh, fine yeah. art world, I have seen people pull off a version of that where it's like this is so the opposite of what you want. That you must be onto something, and I just don't get it. It's that Emperor's New Clothes thing. Somebody will be like a uh, breathtaking work of staggering genius, and it's just a blank canvas, or it's yeah. an empty room, that yeah. sort of thing. Uh, I was always hoping this podcast might get away with some of that and like answer legitimacy <laughs> that way, but uh, it didn't pan out. I, You know, it was... Maybe a day ago, uh, a guest on my last, my other podcast, uh, talking to women about video games, asked to be on the show. Shameless and plug. I, I was excited to Disgusting. have her on, Lynn. And the day after, she said, thanks again for Boston's favorite son. Not for the podcast they were, they were on. Thanks for this show, because it gets them through the tough times. And I'm so grateful for them for saying that I I'm acting a little sassy about why didn't you compliment my other show? But it's a given that they like that show fine. Cause they're on it. The people feel better after listening to this show, at least sometimes that's what they're telling me. Yeah. Well, they're not <laughs> us. Yeah. No, no, they're not us. I mean, and that, that's just the proof. <laughs> it's the proof that they're not us. And yeah. We're the only ones that matter. It's mm. true. With with that in mind, how do we... I, I had an idea to, to make a video game about us. Would that be good? Because we're, we're known for, I think, video game things. Conrad, you've even worked on games, I think. I was, I was reflecting the, you know, just a few minutes ago about the busking thing and i realized that out of all of the things that we could have done to achieve quote unquote success and uh marketability we chose talking about video games yeah that was the thing that quote that was the- worked i think we did okay and and i think if we released a game it would sell 
thousands of copies, not millions. It would it would be a thing. It could be done. You want to do it? You want to be in it? I mean, it's going to take a, a a really good pitch to pull me away from um, what I'm about to hit you with called Jonathan's yeah. Porn Odyssey. Um, <laughs> Another what? A Porn what? Odyssey? <laughs> oh, that's an interesting idea. Did you say poor Pork? Poor? Jonathan's like a... Pork Odyssey. Okay. <laughs> pork Odyssey. Jonathan's porn. You know, that's a little. That might actually work a little more under the radar than your initial suggestion of Jonathan's porn odyssey. Which, don't get me wrong, Jonathan, I think we should run with that, but call it the pork odyssey. <laughs> yeah, like we can get it on YouTube if it's Jonathan's pork odyssey. Oh right, yeah, because it's it's going to be clean as a whistle. No, and we we, we don't. Can, we can, oh, I'll, it'll be clean. All right, we can oh. cook pork because it'll. it'll <laughs> The Odyssey's <laughs> happening at your house, Jonathan. <laughs> like, Just hold on. Wait. What? <laughs> you, you said, like, I was going to go, we can cook pork? Like, I was going to be so, we can cook pork, you said. Like, I was going to really get sold <laughs> on that alone. That That's... That's a big deal that we can, <laughs> we can cook pork. I'm sorry, you were saying. Well, I'm just trying to cover all the bases. <laughs> That's one of the bases. Jonathan, <laughs> anticipating your concerns is part of my job as your life coach. And mentor, yeah. And anyway. mentor, let's not forget. And agent. <laughs> that we, we can, can cook, cook pork. pork at the porn odyssey. Because oh, good. Yeah, what what I've done is, and I, I'd get ready for next Thursday. What I've done is I've invited some men, Jonathan, to uh, pop over to your house, and they'll expect you to have already made some selections to have playing on the TV, a selection of pornographic videos, and you'll also have magazines on a coffee table, and they just sit on a couch next to you and enjoy the adult novelty entertainment while you put your arm around them wearing a cosy sweater. I think it's it's the comfortable, clean, as you said, Jonathan, way to enjoy pornography. Clean as a whistle. Just just a comfy sweater. Yep. Casual slacks. Just holding oh, yeah. these men. Casual slacks. Watch. Your choice, Jonathan, if, if you just want um, thick thermal socks or if you want some slippers on those bad boys as well. It's a... No go on debating whether or not you'll be wearing any anklets or toe rings. That is at the producer's discretion. Hi, Stephanie Sterling, producer. So, so I'm just watching pornography warmly, not sexually. <laughs> no, at all. With a with a group of men who want to watch it. Do they know that that's what they go well, and get? It depends. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes no. Well, sometimes there are group packages, like you just suggested, and sometimes men want one-on-one. I haven't decided what's extra. Oh, I think extras are generally negotiated, like, during the Odyssey, right? Isn't that normally how it works? Oh, yeah, once the door's closed. Like, it's fair game in there. Like, once the doors are closed and all but the personal camera is turned off, all bets are also (laughs) off. With the, the body cam? There's a personal <laughs> camera too to, to observe. As I just. <laughs> it's just so bad. Why is it that it 
seems like if you were like, and then you'll all be masturbating furiously, it'd be like, I see. But instead you're like, and you'll just supportively, warmly, like a dad, say, do you enjoy this, son? Do you, do you like watching them do what they do? Like it's it's it's, some, it's somehow more disgusting and disturbing. I was thinking that that would be good if if you did just sort of you know, <laughs> did, did you enjoy the pornography, my boy? Like that. What do you like about the pornography? Oh, probing, yeah, gentle. <laughs> and that might be his answer. <laughs> it just looks me dead in the eye. Probing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just poking, poking in there. Uh, it it feels real awful. It feels somehow like I am <laughs> violating them by not doing anything at all. That's bad. It's one of those uh, flipperoos, those opposite things, where the nicer you are, the meaner you are, and the 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 less less sexual you are, the more perverted it seems. Somehow, I don't know how you did that. Like Helga from Hey Arnold. <laughs> what? <laughs> that- <laughs> This is very much an exploration of exactly what you just said word for word. But Helga, the she's got a year in a brow, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah, which is also part of it. Makes her more sexual. What are we talking about? Or what? Her, I don't know. I, I I'm worried now that I said something too far. Jonathan, did I go too far? You've got to pack it in. You cross a line, Jonathan. <laughs> about Helga? About, from, I mean, about unibrows, if nothing else. Like, oh, yeah. don't sexualize them just like that. Like, sure, some people might want to, but you, Jonathan, can't impose that. The sexualization of one eyebrow? Yeah. <laughs> I. What if it's my own? Well, if anything to do with you, Jonathan, is fair game. Oh, okay. As long as I'm harming Yeah, once the doors close. (laughs) Yeah, once the doors are closed and only the body cams are on. As long as I'm doing it to myself. Yeah, it's it's troubling. I was excited, though, and I don't know if there's a way to talk about this in a way that doesn't feel forced or just trying to stay on brand, but I'm not. I was just excited that for some reason people are now treating Willem Dafoe like a warm, comforting uncle of the entertainment industry talking about how he has an alpaca farm and how he just enjoys spending time in libraries and stuff like people are looking at his face now and thinking that guy is just a feel good, warm, friendly character. All of the menace, all of the terrifying performances he's put in over the years melting away. And now he's just America's sweetheart. And maybe we are responsible I, oh, definitely. I think I think we've had the biggest impact on Willem Dafoe's career out of anyone in the world, possibly, Jonathan. There's people who would see it that way, I think. I think there's at least a thousand people who only know about Willem Dafoe from us. We've, at the very least, we've, we've irreversibly altered his perception <laughs> in the minds of far too many people. Which feels good. It kind of feels bad to do that to some poor alpaca farmer out there. (laughs) I was just saying it felt good and you said it felt bad. It was a perfect opposites moment. What's this video game? He's got a video game? No, what's your video game? Oh, the one I wanted to pitch? 
All right. Well, there's two ideas I have. And there's a, a famous artist who's game to make this and put it on Kickstarter. We'd have to voice our own characters. And, of course, the two of oh, you could... what? You'd have to just do the... I have to voice my own characters. Uh... Yeah, I think. Oh, for God's sake. Can't Craig do it? <laughs> Craig would do your voice? Could, does Craig oh, even... What is... You could do... I, do... I just don't see... <laughs> Why I should have a character and have to voice it as well. Yeah, you, you, th- it's like someone gave me this cake the other day and they were offended that I didn't eat it. Because you, did you? I just let it rot and sink. <laughs> I let it turn grey and sink into itself because I wasn't going to eat it too. It's just effort at the end of the day, Jonathan. To eat cake? To, to yes. <laughs> what do you still eat food though, right? Like if you're gonna choose a food, cake. No, is I roll onto my back and I just sort of have Craig lever my mouth open and just sort of pour various pastes into there. <laughs> just broths and pastes. Just broths and pastes. <laughs> pushes it down with a little stick. <laughs> it sounds luxurious and. Like torture at the same time, luxury torture. It's got one of those little plastic, like a Todd McFarlane sort, like a Halo toy, like one of the, like those little glowy swords that they've got in the Halo game. They just sort of shoves the pastes down there. Wow, a plastic doesn't even get a food utensil. Uses yeah, one of Todd McFarlane toy accessories to feed you, or if you want to call it feeding. I, I. Back to the game, there's a... Food paste is amazing, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> like Robocopies? Like chicken paste. <laughs> or crab paste. No, it I thought about that the other day. I was eating like like some sort of like chicken paste in a sandwich. And just like thought that that just came about one day when a farmer pointed at a chicken and said, what if that was softened everywhere? <laughs> Yeah, they they have to really process that meat, right? Well, someone had to process the idea. Someone had to look at a chicken and think, like, I want that to be mulch. Like, (laughs) your days are numbered, pal. Bones and all, you're going in a sandwich. You are going to be so soft by the time I'm done with you. Wow. I have never thought about this before because I am so privileged. I have never looked at an animal and thought, Hmm, I'd like to eat that. I've just thought, oh, it's alive. I'm happy. I hope it's having a good life. I hope it doesn't hate me. But I eat those animals. I'm still a meat eater. Yeah, because uh, compartmentally, mm-hmm. the meat was provided differently to the animal. Right. So you weren't the first person that looked at a cow and thought, I could turn that into liquid. I could turn that into a liquid and pour it over the bones of its friends. Someone had to have thought that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if we would think it anymore. I wonder if grocery stores just stopped, if farmers just stopped, whether people would, of their own accord, decide to kill and eat animals or whether we just think it was weird. Nobody I know. I know one guy. Oh, some people definitely would. And those people specifically are the ones I want to see try. <laughs> Those are the ones I want to see make a go of it. To try to shoot a deer? To try to survive on a carnivorous diet Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. without a factory farming system. I want them to try and 
film it and release it on Paramount Plus. It would be a hit show. This is It would be fantastic. Yeah. It would be like naked and afraid. But they starve to death at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody comes for them. Jonathan. Yes. Why aren't you telling us about this video game? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, you're just sort of milking it for attention now. You're just dragging it out. I'm shocked that it's getting this much airplay on the show. I, I was sure you would never come back to it. So there's two ideas I have. Right. One of them... Oh, my God. Where did the other one come from? Uh, the, the, the... Why did you backdoor that in? The, the other idea? I. Oh, for God's sake, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little offended at your suggestion of surprise. I mean, it's... Mm, mm. Talking about video games, that's practically all we've ever done. With <laughs> 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 not... People took our shows and made a version of it called No Video Games to make sure... That any talk of video games I tried to do got removed because they love Sorry, it when we don't. They, they. I'm a. I just the amount of times you said video games in that last sentence alone should clue you in as to how important video games are. Yeah. When it comes to factoring, like like the content of our show, Jonathan, this show, everything we've ever done and talked about, like most of the time, that's all I ever want to talk about, and you're what? preoccupied. <laughs> With your anus, I, I, wow. or, or trying to be famous, or, or Willem Dafoe, who you brought up earlier again, just unbidden. Lightly, lightly and brightly, just acknowledging Willem. Uh, I, I, so you want to talk bringing about him up again? <laughs> oh my God! Give it a rest. I am the problem. You're saying, yeah. Why am I? Why do I say it like it's surprised? So yes, I'm gonna take this and run with it. You're allowing me to talk about video games. I'm gonna do it. The one concept would be Boston's favorite son, the game, where mm. by day I try to survive. I've got a fame meter, and I've got a a money meter, and I've got a will to live meter. You've got to manage those meters, and what makes one go up, like fame, might make will to live go down. Might go make you know, the chance of jail time go up and I lose money when I'm in jail because I incur legal fees. It's a life sim. It's a meter management sim with a light WarioWare uh, elements where suddenly an idea is proposed to me by one or both of you and I either choose to do the idea and get more famous but the other things go down or I don't do the idea and I lose my fame even more and that has negative repercussions, and there's win-lose states and multiple endings. Uh, that's that's idea one. What do you think? I quite genuinely like that idea, yeah, actually. Yeah, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I do like yeah. that. Oh. Yeah. I do, I do think that if the will to live goes completely down, it's not exactly game over. Um, <laughs> no. You just lie face down and then just let like whatever happens happen. <laughs> And just various NPCs, like, just the world in general can just sort of kick shit out here. Like, do whatever it wants. Well, I need to get that will back, because I've been pretty depressed before and just lay around. I've, I imagine that would be the state I'd be in if I lose that meter, but I'd have to get it back somehow. How would I get mm. some will back? Uh, they could maybe sort of kick you about, like NPCs could kick you about, and eventually they're a sort of like strewn 
um like torn pages of like like cum stained hentai magazines and if you touch one of those uh you get some of your will to live back um obviously a callback to your famous uh love of hentai (laughs) pornography when was that what I've said a lot of things on the show, many I regret, and I worry I'm still applying for jobs. I had a job uh, interview literally right before I started recording this, uh, and they, you know, part of the question was, how have you helped the LGBTQ community? And I was like, well... well I've kept one of them out of trouble. <laughs> I, did, I did not mention this show, but I was tempted to say that oh I've been a part of a LGBTQ podcast movement. In a way, if the Q just means wanting to put worms up my ass and whatnot. Oh my god, Jonathan. As you're going to say the next time I see you, that's stretching it. <laughs> you should have done it. You should have, oh god, put me down as a reference. I really won't. I re- I'm re- <laughs> reliable, trustworthy, supple, waxed, or oiled, brackets, uh, for your pleasure... That's the. It's a job where I'd be a overton sex fiend. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Over overturned overtunned sex fiend? Captain of the Boink Patrol. (laughs) This is everything I'm going to put in your reference, Jonathan. Oh no! Cash money, money. I'll tell them that you're cash money, money. How about that? (laughs) Tori Amos tattoo. Brackets between shoulder blades. That I have one, yeah. not just that they exist. It's part of what you'd bring to a, 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 a business, what you'd bring to the team. Oh yeah, I'd also obviously tell them that you can work within a team, but you can also make independent sort of decisions. Um, so you'd start to work in actual... Graspable buns. <laughs> Grass... F- what buns? What? <laughs> Grass-fed buns? Hung like a horse and half as well-mannered. <laughs> That's not... <laughs> the amount they don't want to know about my penis in these job interviews can't be overstated. Oh, that's, you, you, that's a shame. You gotta act like you don't even have one. My reference for you comes with a glossary of terms. Like, just for the penises. <laughs> I've done a whole CV for you. I've done a whole resume. I was worried that... Okay, I think I understand it now. You're not going to recommend that they hire me just for the penises. You have a glossary of terms that's strictly penis terms. (laughs) It's explaining the various penises referenced in your resume that I've written for you. (laughs) Like, your penis alone has... About 23, well, as of the last revision, 24 uh, different terms applied to it, like different names. They don't based on know. its various f- functions, uses, uh, economic benefits. State of physical <laughs> matter. Oh, God, yes. Like solid liquid? Yeah. Uh, NASDAQ. <laughs> fiscal that, that... window. Like, they... Stats. I've got a trading card in there with all the vital statistics of your penis. Wow, penis. Yeah, no. That that is one of the the subchapters. Wow, penis. It extols (laughs) the virtues of your penis from a moral sense. 
because obviously we talk about the the sort of financial benefits that your uh, particular fiscal package can bring to theirs. But they also want to know about, like, obviously, you know, how good it working it working it, and uh, <laughs> how virtuous it is. They don't. If I show any sexuality at all, mm. uh, I, earlier I I feel like I misspoke. I said they don't want to. I, I I said that it's good to make them never think that I even have a penis, that they, it's best if they think I don't have one. It's not to say that it would be good if they thought I had other genitalia. That I should have said they don't want to think about any genitals at all of oh. any type, way, shape, or form. Oh, that's these... perfect. How so? When, when I get you your new job. Uh-oh. I know oh, this is great because it doesn't need any sex at all. Um, I recently watched that Barbie film. Oh yeah, where, where I was thinking of that actually with with Margot Robbie. Yeah, I was thinking that's what they want me to be—a uh, uh, a genital-free doll of sorts. Yeah, to do the work. Yeah, Barbie for men. <laughs> what you mean, Ken? No, not Ken. Right, this is very. We've got to be very sort of clear on what this product is. Yeah, I'm scared. So that already. like there's no pushback from Mattel or anything. Right? You're not Ken. That's Barbie's boyfriend, right? That's for the existing Barbie fans, right? Okay. We want to target men very sort of traditionalist, sort of your very sort of classical cishet man who might want to enjoy Barbie but doesn't want to worry about sort of his own masculinity being questioned. Which is why Ken doesn't work. Because Barbie for Men has his own Ken. Rad. Rad? Ken Rad. Ken Rad. Yeah. Ken Conrad. Yeah, he's the one with the key. He's the one with the key to the padlock. Conrad. Yeah. Ken Conrad. Ken Rad. Ken Rad. Ken Rad. It's not Conrad. It's Ken Rad. It's Ken Rad. Yeah. I wanted it to be Conrad. Beach Ball Ken Rad. Dr. Kit Kenrad. Opticit? <laughs> Did you just. Are you alright? I. No. I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm no, I just thought Barbie for men, right? Yep. Gets the Barbie name, the Barbie brand, the Barbie product into the hands of the everyman at last. It's about time that the everyman had her products marketed towards him, Jonathan. And I so think these... Barbie for Men, which is you, <laughs> in a big life-size box, wearing a pink tube top and skirt with a pink bikini underneath, right? Mouth full of cigarettes and and glasses of lager everywhere. That's what might sell. And men can pay to be let in and padlocked in with you. That's why Kenred is there, uh, to let men in. And they can do whatever they want with you. Like, when they're in there. You know, once the door is closed. Yeah, I recommend they wear shoes, because uh, there's been nowhere really to put the, the lager glasses. So it is just very sloshy at the bottom of the box, and maybe a bit sharp. So it's not our own Conrad Zimmerman. It's me as Kenrad. No. No. You're Barbie for men. You're <laughs> Conrad Barbie. You're I'm in the Ken- box. You've got a mouthful of cigarettes to appeal to men. And a tutu? A tube top. A, tube top. a pink wow. tube top with a pink bikini underneath. It's like you're not even listening. 
What am I wearing for shorts? What? what? Do I have shorts on? Do I have anything covering me from the waist down? Well, I guess we could put some socks on you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you'll need socks because, like I said, it's it's going to be very sort of wet down yeah. the bottom and sort of treacherous uh, as men sort of <laughs> burst in. And don't worry about, like, no one's going to try and make a sexual fuck on you, Jonathan. <laughs> Using source materials, we've sealed away the key areas for that authentic Barbie experience. You'll be completely smooth down there. We'll have, like, covered you and and... Baked on, like all sorts, of, all sorts of garbage. <laughs> wait, wait, instead of just putting like some plastic pampers, I think most pampers have plastic, something that just kind of seamlessly co- uh, cover the area. You want to glue garbage to well, my... Yeah, no, because we, we want the experience to be authentic, which means you can't take it off. No. This is for your own safety, John. Yeah, like it's sort of a trash city belt, if anything. <laughs> like we're just gonna like <laughs> just get handfuls of trash, like garbage, filth. We're gonna chew up newspaper in our mouths to form a sort of resin, and then sort of slap that all down all around your your bum hole and your front holes, Jonathan. Just slap, slap, nom nom, chew, chew, slap, 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 and then we're gonna sort of get like um, what's it? Those creme brulee torches, and just sort of bake it on. So that it can be impenetrable, very much like you will be when you are Barbie for men. The hot new flavor. We'll paint it. We'll paint. We'll. <laughs> You'll paint the trash that you baked onto my genital yeah. area, my groin. Yeah. Well, we want it to be visually consistent with the rest of your body. Well, you yeah. say that there was a bit of a mistake. Oh. I well, I think being Q a very racist, Jonathan, because I asked for skin tone paint. Did they just give you pink paint? Pale pinky paint, Jonathan. I'm not pale pinky. I mean, no, you're not. No, I just asked for not. basic skin tone. I didn't ask for like like a touch of Holmes, which is the shade I should have asked for. <laughs> the one I keep petitioning for them to put in the official fucking like register of fucking like hex codes for colors of colors, crayon boxes, and all. Of yeah, all that. like why isn't Crayola bitten off on a touch of Holmes? Pantone really is just behind the ball on this. Yeah. And if they want sort of the generic brandless version, they can go with sensual beige. (laughs) I'm glad there's that option. Well, not for you, Jonathan, there isn't. Oh, no? We're just going to use the the skin tone paint that I got. Right. It won't match. Yeah, I mean, you'll still be like, you, you won't be as pale as me. So if I just stand next to you the whole time, it might look like it blends on you more. I assumed you'd be there. I worry oh, about... I will be there. I'll I'll be the one having the most fun, Jonathan. Is it? And what about when I have to use my holes to get stuff out? Pee and poop, to be specific. Oh, how, how, how's that gonna? Uh... gonna... <laughs> I just wouldn't if I well, were you. Yeah, I... that's ideal. I just can't get them out. Ideally, don't. Um, and if you have to, just if you have to be a mucky pup, Jonathan, if you have to do that, ugh, we can seal up the edges with wax. So it, <laughs> so your 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 con your concern is that it should not escape. Well, no, it, because we got ideally. all those loggers at the bottom of the. You don't want that mixing in. <laughs> yeah, disgusting. 
It's got to get into your socks. We don't want you dropping loggers in the loggers. I have to, I have to cough. I feel so badly. I don't know how to mute myself. How about you just do it? <coughs> oh, cut it out. Oh, no, no, go no. Go. Leave it in. Go, oh. go. Yeah, I want to listen to that again and pretend it's like happening in my face. <laughs> no, you don't. That's good. It's uh, men will want it. They'll want it men- when they get in the box with Barbie for men. They want to touch you. Oh, and of course, you know, obviously, like, you know, because real life Barbie doesn't have any tits. Don't worry, we'll be covering those up as well. You can choose your choice of, of Winnie the Pooh or Dora the Explorer band-aids to put over your nips. And it's good that they're going to want to touch you because oh, they the, will. the box is not that big. Uh, yeah. Between you and Steph, there's about, <laughs> I would say, six square feet remaining in that yeah. box. Yeah, yes. like it's it's a big box relative to an actual Barbie doll, but relative to three individuals, two of whom have been in there for hours. And I won't be leaving to go to the bathroom either, Jonathan. But I, <laughs> but I won't be wearing, well, really anything at all below the waist. So you'll just, <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah, I think I got you I won't you wait a minute. One. I'll probably, like, it'll probably take me a few <laughs> seconds to get started. I I think I got you. Why, why is okay. it okay yeah. for you to <laughs> relieve yourself openly in the logger at the bottom of the box, whereas I must remain sealed in trash? And filth, you said. You are Barbie for men. I don't understand. Yeah, like, you, different standards. You've got to uphold an ideal. You represent what young young boys want to grow into if they don't want to be action man. Does Barbie piss and shit all over the place? No. No. She sits in it. <laughs> she does? Yeah, I yes. haven't seen the movie. She There's sits a- in it, and then she cr- she cracks off the trash at night. And sort of peels it open like a sort of <laughs> like this a sort of sewage truffle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's covered in trash so that no one can see her sort of her, her slice, right? Her tuppence and her dirty business, right? She goes home at night. She cracks off all of the trash and then splits it open, and it's like a sort of sewage truffle. <laughs> That it's a rated PG movie. It's <laughs> she looks directly at the camera and says, "I've got to blast the scuzz off me minge," and then blasts the scuzz off her minge. <laughs> this is what Margot Robbie does in a billion-dollar PG film. Well, they're very interested in law building these fucking like movies nowadays because everything's got to have a wiki. People want to know about like the extended universe. They they think a mystery is a plot hole. Everything has to be explained. So they went into great detail to explain how Barbie can indulge in raw fucking like she does at the end of the film while also not having a minge or a bum hole. She does what we're going to do to you. She covers herself in trash every day and bakes it on. And everything is off screen when it comes to the actual expression of fluid and and waste from well, these holes except at the end of every day when she cracks open and we get to see the the the, the gory results <laughs> that's so gross she, um, she's very sore as well <laughs> is that is that a plot point is that moving the lore forward it's a sore point it sounds uh sounds awful uh i 
the other video game. She idea? looks at the camera and says, "My no. cream cake's gone off." <laughs> <laughs> she wants the viewers to know, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't want any any mystery. Well, there. they were trying to <laughs> they were trying to launch a new a, a new line of Barbies with the film. They were. Yeah, Weeping Muff Barbie. <laughs> Sounds like uh, Lovecraftian horror. Sounds like true. It sounds like somebody's just been sitting in a trashy diaper of their own shit all day. Yeah. Which is what she does. (laughs) It's what Barbie does. It's what Uh billion dollar Barbie, Margot Robbie, just wants to stay in that shit diaper. Well, she doesn't want to, but she doesn't want people to think that she's got a minge. Oh, it all comes back to that min shame. It all comes the... back to, to being ashamed, and that's what the film's about. It's like, don't be ashamed. That sounds great. Sounds like a wonderful message. Mm-hmm. Told that way <laughs> is the surprise. <laughs> Told exactly the way I just described it. What's this other video game of yours, Barbie? Yeah, Finland? I know. Well, it, it would be easier to make. The other one would be hard to make and maybe would never get finished because it's so hard to make video games. Easier to make sometimes is puzzle games. And uh, a lot of people who've listened to the show, they will also open up to me at events like packs and stuff where we meet and say, you know, I've been through some stuff. I've had some traumatic experiences. For some reason, your show helps me feel better when I'm having experiences related to trauma more than other things. And I'm like, I have no idea why that is. You know what else does that? It's Tetris. No one knows for sure why Tetris helps people prevent potential flashbacks from trauma. So I thought combining Boston's favorite son with Tetris in a way could work. But every time you get a combination of wins by getting your blocks to disappear, it is the start of a sentence. So, you know, one set of blocks disappears and it's Jonathan. And then another one disappears. Why don't you? Another set of blocks disappears. Become my... Oh, I couldn't think of anything. Uh, Do you have any ideas? for me what, what always what? all the time constantly <laughs> dizzyingly upsettingly sometimes all yeah. the time all so the time i'm thinking about you that would be the tie into the game is that the the ideas come when you get rid of your blocks on your side of the the thing just to relate it to what's going on right now you are presently having a mental block trying to come up with any possible oh. suggestions for what the blocks themselves could convey in the game yeah yeah i i failed Mm. to pitch this idea to you really failed bad yeah and now as as forfeit you have to host a game show (laughs) called what wouldn't a monkey fuck (laughs) jonathan to make up for my failings? To make up for failing to pitch the video game because you couldn't think on your feet fast enough or even prep. Now you've got a star in What Wouldn't a Monkey Fuck? And let me let me tell you this, Jonathan. It's a very self-explanatory title and we don't plan on finding the answer anytime soon. Well, how do you know whether a monkey would fuck it or not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> i'd ask that to the person holding the objects each week and i 
I have a question for you, Jonathan. Uh-huh. What wouldn't a monkey fuck? Eggs? Uh... <laughs> sure, eggs. Is that the answer? Salmon? Maybe. Uh, We're going to find it. out. We're going to find out. Canisters of tear gas. Canisters of tear gas. What wouldn't a monkey fuck, Jonathan? If it were horny like... enough, and this is a horny, a very horny, very hungry monkey. Horny, hungry monkey. It wants to eat and it wants to fuck. And there will be a bonus round where we uh, put that first one to the test. You you put the the fuck to the test. The, t- the <laughs> that's scene. well, that's the tagline of the whole show. <laughs> what wouldn't a monkey fuck? We put the fuck to the test. <laughs> Roast a- chicken. <laughs> it's humping it. It's it's trying to insert. Oh, genital. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Just push it. Let me tell you, we've done a couple of dry runs. We've had a couple of wet runs as well with this monkey, and it is up for a lot. Is it feeling good? Is oh, it, oh it's them? loving it. Oh, okay. We it's couldn't important. pull it off of that Ford Cortina. If the if the monkey wasn't in agreement. Oh, God, Jonathan. <laughs> Every week it fucks a secret bonus object. <laughs> Does the viewer see what it is? Yes. <laughs> well, it's been hosting the show for the first 25 minutes of that episode. The monkey is it's always up you. the podium. It's always the back of your head, which we've painted to look like a baboon's ass. <laughs> then it's fucking my head. Is yeah, you come out, you're like, hey, everyone, it's me. <laughs> I endorse this. I'm Jonathan Holmes. And welcome to What Wouldn't a Monkey Fuck? And then, you know, we play a, a, a song that the kids like these days, like... Hey Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. <laughs> my name, <name's> Mickey, <laughs> like that. And then um, <laughs> you look at the, the 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 audience, and you're like, "Welcome to what wouldn't a monkey fuck?" Don't forget, at the end of the show, the monkey's gonna fuck something special. I wonder what it could be. I heard it's behind me, and you turn round. You're wearing a, like a sparkly tuxedo. And you turn round, and like like you're looking behind you. Uh, your, your hand up to your eyes, like looking, like scanning, and the audience is fucking laughing, Jonathan. They are crying because they can see the baboon's ass tattooed on the back of your head when you look round. They know what that monkey's gonna fuck. It's my head? It's, it's your, your head. Head, head fuck. At it's the a, end it... of every episode. Does it hurt though? I mean, I don't know much Not about the monkey. monkey. <laughs> Yeah, the monkey's fine. Don't There's worry. There's no hole in the back of my head. So it's just mashing, right? Just smashing up against it. Remember, we're trying to find what a monkey wouldn't fuck. We found out that you've got a very fuckable head, like, in testing. We put down a photo of your head and sort of, like, MS paint jobbed a, a baboon's ass on the back of it, right? And that monkey just started humping it like you humped that poster on the set of Road Rolls that time. Oh, I did think about the pit stop poster on the same like, road rules that one time. But I didn't hump the poster. It's actually trying to, this monkey to have sex with the <laughs> Is there uh I don't know much about it. Is it it's, so you're saying it's not gonna hurt too much? Is it gonna uh be soggy? Am I gonna end up needing to wash off? I should wash off. Anyway. It depends. I mean that's really up to you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I wanna wash off uh, right now. Well sometimes the monkey doesn't come. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sometimes it just stops. It likes to, to edge itself. <laughs> so it's having a good time, but it's, it's oh, strategic. Yeah. Well, and that's the nice thing about... Because, you know, obviously the audience, while they're going to love every week the surprise of seeing the monkey fuck the back of your head, there is a risk that it might get sort of predictable and stale. And so the X factor of whether or not the monkey finishes, that's where the drama comes in. Because that's the thing, because I can't vouch for whether, like, I'm going to get too excited and finish early, if the monkey's going to get too excited and finish early, or if it's going to really want to drag it out and maybe, like, go over a couple of episodes without nutting. Wow. So yeah. <laughs> the the viewers are going to number one be okay with the whole premise. I'm picturing it's a multi-camera like seven or eight different cameras. I mean 20 hopefully. Like I want every <laughs> angle of of this this ethically sourced monkey fucking the back of your head and the other objects as well. Like that's just going to really excite me for the finale. What is it about this monkey fuck that makes it so compelling? Is it do you feel like, yeah, I get it. Like, this monkey, it, it uh, looks I how I I think I'd feel. look good in a monkey suit. <laughs> That's the, the main fact. Well, the, the, the first factor is, I think I'd look good in a monkey suit. The second factor is, I want to fuck the back of your head, Jonathan. The third factor is, I want to fuck all those other things as well. The, the Rivita cracker, the supernaturals figure. The USB stick. The blamange. It's about the only good use for blamange. It's to have a monkey fuck it. What's blamange? Is it a candy? It's like custard that took it too far. Oh. Yeah, I guess it'd be soft. So that's sometimes good for sex. Soft sex with the blamange. I'll have soft sex with your blamange. (laughs) You, You have made that clear. Yeah. I'd love to cover you in custards. Well, on that note, I have to get back to my job search. <laughs> no, you don't. You can stay here with us for another couple of hours. Somebody almost put, I was looking at my resume. Somebody helped me with a resume and put Boston's favorite son. Oh, on no. Brilliant. I removed it. I, I think I removed it. Let me. Ugh, oh, no. Put it back check. on in big le- bigger letters than everything else. <laughs> I didn't even tell you about the film I watched today, Jonathan. No. What'd you watch? Right. I have been. Today I needed to calm down, right? Because I've been on a bit of a uh, an epi, right? Okay. And I I wanted to find the most mildest shit I could find. And I could have watched I... anything, by the way. Yeah. I haven't watched the new Mario film yet. Oh, it's all right. I really want to. It took me all of the year to watch the Barbie film. Right. So I've got a lot of backlog of very recent films that I really want to watch, right? And I really needed like to to pick myself up, right? After having a little bit of a meltdowny day, right? Yeah. So you can guess what I went for. I cannot. The two thousand and five Bewitched film starring Will Ferrell <laughs> and Nicole Kidman. You you were waiting for that? You wanted to see that one? No. <laughs> Not at all. But I saw it on on the TV today and just suddenly thought I owe it to myself to see this. And I was laughing before I even started it. Knowing well, yeah. that I was about to waste an hour and 42 minutes of my life. 
Yeah, I couldn't imagine you were wa- laughing too much after you started it because of the <laughs> content of the movie. It's really it's, it uh, wasn't the worst. It's it 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 has a certain charm because you feel at least I felt, and I haven't seen it in a while. I felt a need for the movie to be good because there's <laughs> an earnestness that I, I was rooting for. <clears throat> Yeah. It tries to do high concept, right? It's like they're making the Bewitched TV show. Well, that was very... A thing I like about it is how very dated to its time it is, because that Mm. was the era of remakes that were trying to be a bit ironic or, like, a bit meta with it. Mm -hmm. They tried to do what, like, Dragnet did ages before it, where it's like, let's take this thing and remake it, but as a different genre kind of thing. Like... Dragnet with Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, because that was like a comedy spoof thing of of the old TV show, wasn't it? And it worked. And it That's worked right. really well. Yeah, it's not bad. So then in the 2000s, we had a lot of these sort of remakes from like 70s, 60s, 50s, sort of that shit. And they were trying to think of like ironic or, or very edgy ways of doing it. And we had a lot from then. There was Get Smart. Steve Carell was involved in a lot of these. Oh, yeah, I guess so. That's to get smart. MacGyver. Um, you mean MacGruber? Magru- no, they did a MacGyver remake, didn't they? Did they? I don't know. Did they? MacGruber. No, it was MacGruber. MacGyver it was, was MacGruber. Simpsons. Oh, right. That was the parody, which I always say that one first because MacGruber never really sort of was a thing in the UK. So MacGyver was what I saw more than anything else, more familiar with the parody. Cultural the difference. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. And the Bewitched movie, he 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 plays Darren Will Ferrell. He plays the actor playing Darren in the in-universe reboot of Bewitched. Right, but yeah. he's not named Darren. No, he's named something Todd else. Something. Yeah, that's yeah, like Ryan. He has to something. play Darren, but he doesn't know she's really a witch, and he really falls in love with her. Yeah, she's giving up being a witch. And Michael Caine's her dad and is like, oh, you should be a witch. It's great. I can sleep with women by just making them. And I'm like, sorry? <laughs> it's not that blunt, but there's a lot of implication of, like, like being a witch is pretty much all about, like, doing what the villain did in the um, first uh, series of that Jessica Jones thing. Oh. Fucking the, David Tennant, the purple. The purple man. The purple yeah. man. I was just uh, thinking about like, that show the other day. Kilgrave. Yeah, you'd love that. Kilgrave, yeah. That's what being the witch in Bewitched is. (laughs) Only on a way scarier level. She begins the film by rewriting reality. She sees a house she likes, points at it, makes a little four rent sign appear in her hand, and then puts it on the garden, and then it's a real sign full size, and then just has the house. God knows what happened to the people who were living in it, Jonathan. They're gone, displaced. Wow, she could have just made a house. She starts the film with that. Yeah, instead of just making a house, she got someone out of their house and took it. Yeah. Because it felt good. And she doesn't know if if she stays as a witch, if anyone will really love her, or if she did a a terrible thing. (laughs) Which I think just, like, (laughs) don't do the terrible thing and you'll probably be okay. Uh, But apparently that doesn't work that way. Apparently you've got to do that. But yes... And Bewitched is a real show in their universe, but Michael Caine forbids Nicole Kidman from watching it because it's an insult to everything we stand for. But they never go into why or how that is because it seems almost exactly accurate. And yeah, it's uh, 
a film about that. Wow. Will Ferrell wants to, like, revive his career by doing the show. So he has it written that the, the witch has no lines and he gets all the lines. And it's genuinely disturbing to watch. Well, yeah, I'm trying to figure out who you root for in this movie. Um, Nicole Kidman. Right. Because she, she means well or wants to mean well? She's the least punchable <laughs> member of the cast. I don't want to punch her. Yeah, that's good. She was also in the Stepford Wives, sort she of, was. as you're saying, ironic remake where they, that they was good, did a though. twist. Yeah, directed by Frank Oz, the voice of Yoda and Miss Piggy. He mm-hmm. took his talents to the directing stage. And we didn't take those Kidman. talents to it. I don't think being Yoda or Miss Piggy <laughs> helped him direct the Stepford Wives. I don't know. He might have it... done. Cut! <laughs> Did you just say cunt loudly? <laughs> no, I said cut like a director. Oh, I thought you said. Oh, Kirby, you cunt! I thought it was directing style. Let's check. <laughs> show up, show up on the set with Bette Midler and Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Cunt! Ooh, a cantrua! <laughs> it would have been a memorable set. He'd have gotten sure. away with it. That's the thing. Frank Oz would have gotten away with calling Bette Midler a cunt twice. Once as Miss Piggy, once as Yoda. He tries it again. He's on the outs. Right. But I reckon Midler would let it slide twice if each one was done in one of the voices. Because where else are you going to get that that voice? It is iconic. It is a once in a lifetime experience for Yoda and Miss Piggy to refer to you in that way. I I wouldn't quit. And of course, Frank Oz notoriously hated by Hank Azaria, who has never been able to call Bette Midler a cunt in any of his voices. I had no idea. He's tried. Frank, Frank Oz is hated by Hank. Frank Hank hates Frank. Hank Azaria from yeah, like from the Simpsons cast and that. Why does he hate Frank? Because Frank can call Bette Midler a cunt. You're not following the law, right? This is this is why Bewitched needed to be made now so that we could have a wiki page explaining all of this. So in the in the <laughs> in the movie Bewitched, yes, Hank Azaria, the voice of Apu. <laughs> The voice of various Simpsons characters says, I fucking hate Frank Oz. He called Bette Midler a cunt and got away with it. I can't get away with shit. That's what he said in the in the Bewitched movie. It's part of the, yeah. Uh, yeah. Part of the, and Frank the, Oz isn't even in it. He can't respond. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I didn't know. <laughs> he did when it came out. He went, I had no idea Hank Azaria felt that way. What a cunt. And Hank Azaria responded by saying, that's one. I, I, I was going to, my guess was that would be the best way to enrage Hank Azaria for life. Frank uh, makes Hank hate his life and feel so powerless. Yeah. Like there's literally nothing. What do you, what do you say to that? How do you try to get him back after that? He can't. He won. 45 minutes of the film is devoted to this subplot. <laughs> It's about half the runtime, right? That's yeah, of Hank Azaria just complaining about Frank Oz. Half of it made up clearly lies. <laughs> that Hank made up. Yeah. They said he wanked into a gourd. <laughs> he said he saw him do it at a dinner party. Hank Only he it. saw it. Yeah, it was- like Frank Oz denied it after. 
Well, it was a dinner party. There was there would have been other witnesses. You'd get. <laughs> he said he saw him down the hall when no one else was looking. He said Frank looked at him, which proved it. <laughs> the thing about it is, why wouldn't he come up with a, a more believable lie? You know, because there was other people. The party was real. Honestly, he... I don't even think it's the believability that matters. I think the audacity is the point. I think it's to show contempt. It's it's not even that I want to convince people that this is you. I want them to think about this being you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That, that's a true psychological attack on not only Frank Oz, voice of Miss Piggy and, and Yoda, who he hates, <laughs> but but everyone else who hears his words. We've all been hurt and, and victimized, in a sense, by... By Hank Azaria. Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to call him Frank Azaria. I'm mixing the names up. I need more sleep. I've been uh, stressing out. Uh, well, I'm going to never think of Bewitch the same way again. That's for sure. I'm never going to think gotta... of Bette Midler after I found out how much she fingered herself thinking about this. <laughs> she really likes it when men vie over her. And the, we're trying to explain. It's not exactly vying. Like like when, calling when... you a cunt. Like the privilege of that, Bet. But she's like, you know what? Don't, don't. Hush my mellow on this. She's owning it. That yeah. Oh, she. I mean, she, she's she's owning that per se. I, I'm picturing Bette Midler, who I am endeared to for some reason, just turning to Nicole Kidman. <laughs> I hope so. Turning to Nicole Kidman as she's masturbating on set, <laughs> and Frank Oz is just like, "Roll it," you know. He doesn't care. Uh, and Nicole is like. Bet, do you think maybe you know uh, it's hard for me to concentrate? I can't remember my lines because I'm watching <laughs> y- your fingers in- go inside. It's very, and she just goes, "Don't harsh my mellow on this, <laughs> on this specific other things." You can you can harsh my mellow on other things. You know, if I'm if I'm uh, taking too long in my trailer, or if you you know I'm. D- fussing over wardrobe but when it comes to me fingering myself because frank oz caused called me a cunt as miss piggy on set in spite of tank azaria that's like what really like creams her that's what turns her on right that's what that's what gets a clicky tingling knowing that hank is is yeah never gonna sleep comfortably again how often is she going to be in that position in her life like what five maybe six more times so yeah she's she's well within her rights to turn to nicole kidman and just say don't yuck my yum on this one (laughs) wow yeah i'm never gonna think about any of these nicole darling zip it and then like just sort of raises a finger and sort of puts it over her lips leaves a little bit of a snail trail you know (laughs) Oh no, she's very politically active. The thing about it, <laughs> when you when you say things like this, she's very active. Of, <laughs> the other side of the political spectrum will use it against you. Like if I ever come out and and say anything on a public stage about what should and shouldn't happen politically, who uh, should and shouldn't have rights, what wars should and shouldn't happen, I'm almost goes always going to say shouldn't. People will say, well, but you're on Boston's Favorite Son, so you're discredited. Bette Midler, arguably the greater indiscretion for masturbating furiously on set in front of 
the all all comers, everyone there. <laughs> She's the biggest comer there. How, how is she going to speak out against Trump and Biden now? I mean, that's she's... just fame and power for you, right? Yeah. You know? Just gets she can... swept under the rug. It's true. This is the first I've heard of it. And I have I saw the Stepford Wives in theaters with uh, Bette Midler and Nicole Kidman. So I guess it's different rules for different social classes. Different true. strokes for different folks, quite literally, in this case. Mm-hmm. On that note, I have to go try to wet fiddler. Climb the that's ladder. what they call her on set. <laughs> they call her wet wet fiddler. <laughs> that would be a great T-shirt for it would store. Yeah, for, oh. for the the few Conrad, listeners of the show. Yeah. yeah, legally, can we do a wet fiddler shirt? Depends on how we approach it. Actually, you know what? I don't think people will want to buy a shirt with fiddler on it. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I've just had I've just had a thought, Conrad, that yeah. we shouldn't tell you what. <laughs> put a hold on the wet fiddler shirt. Alright, alright. Oh, what well, if it just says wet with two T's? Yeah, what if it's just a picture of Jonathan and it says wet <laughs> fiddler? Why me? That's it. If we put Jonathan's face on it, then they'll know that he's the wet fiddler. <laughs> okay. Alright. Yeah. Why is that? Of our <laughs> hearts, Jonathan. It's fine if it's of our hearts. You're the wet fiddler of our hearts. You're the dirty diddler of our souls. Are you going to put of our hearts and souls on the shirt so people don't think I'm literally fiddling? People will fill it in, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's a certain way Steph says yeah when they don't believe what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> come, come to know and love very well. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> but I really gotta go. I gotta uh, apply for more jobs. I'm still unemployed, still struggling, still getting by. Hopefully, Jonathan, I wanna eat you soon. <laughs> no one, no one else in the world would hear me yell. I gotta go apply for jobs. I'm unemployed. I'm struggling. And their response would be to pause, <laughs> not care, and just go, I wanna think. I wanna eat you soon. <laughs> Why? Get in there. Get in there on me. There's nothing I can do. I'm totally, totally powerless against it. It's all true. Oh, God, do you feel more <laughs> No. <laughs> Why would bad, you? This is a, this one's going to haunt me. I feel haunted. <laughs> Not famous, haunted. <laughs> All right, then. But if anyone wants to make one of those games, hit us up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ready to help. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.